Stop. So you came in on some crazy shit tonight. That's your fault. I didn't do That's, that. I was trying to. I was trying to. I was trying to catch you off guard by me coming was, in all on some shit. I was shit. looking around at stuff. Like, what could I put in the... I could just, like, flip the light over real quick. I know what I wanted to pick up and have on in my hand on camera. It was a birthday present that I got. Well, I'd probably be kicked off of YouTube because it's 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 technically a weapon. But... It is for display purposes only. Unless it's a zombie apocalypse. On that, well, unless it's a zombie apocalypse, everything is fair game. Right. This, this fucking boom mic is a weapon in the zombie apocalypse. I don't care. I'm beating one of those motherfuckers. Jack Johnson and Tom O'Leary waiting for you right here. I hate you for that. I hate you so much for that. <laughs> You could have went the Joe Dirt route. I got a mic and a backup mic right here. Testing, testing, check one, two. Yeah, they're both working. They don't like no feedback. That's my favorite one. I'm unfortunately Will Ferrell fan in my sleeping days. Well, I mean, here's the thing is I can't deny the fact that some of his movies are kind of comical. I hate him. I fucking hate him. Listen, kind of Step Brothers. I could watch Step Brothers right now and laugh. That's true. That's true. I do like Step Brothers. I that like Step movie Brothers. Is, it's just it's seriously top five. You know who? You know one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies is though, for real. Aside from Elf, mm. Kicking and Screaming, where he played the soccer coach, where he's fucking screaming at Mike Ditka. Everybody, wave goodbye to Juice Box. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that movie all the way through. Actually, I fucking love that movie. It is probably one of my top five, like comedy movies. It's just funny. Listen, Hellbilly is Team Morgan too. Team Morgan We've already Morgan. had this discussion. He is Team, team Morgan all night tonight. He is team, no, he is Team Wyatt. He is just your supporter. Um, Grizz is going to be, yeah. So, welcome to Full Send University. Um, <laughs> we need to do the opening. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining this train wreck that we, we host every week. Um, Grizz is the guest tonight. He's going to be running a little late. Something about a Brazilian wax and a b-hole bleach. Shut your mouth. I mean, if you saw the promo for the show, that's pretty much on par um, with those photos. But he he will be here um, shortly. He sent me those photos and I was like, breath. He's like, for the promo. I was like, no. No, he sent them to me and said the same thing. He goes, here's your promo shots. Do as you wish. And I'm like, you realize I could be an asshole and make you seriously regret telling me to do as I wish. Like, I could make this bad. Like, you really could. It was funny though the way he did it. I'm just, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like that. That is something Grizz would do. Like, he would just out of the blue send a picture like that and be like, "Yo, I took this promo shot for the show," and I'd be like, "Bro, what the fuck are you doing?" (laughs) (laughs) I thought Ram was gonna piss himself when he saw the photos. Um, cause he sent, Grizz sent them to me privately. And then I sent the promo to the group chat with them for the band cave. And I was just Somebody like, Somebody called Ram a bully today. And I just giggled. Yeah. I saw that Where? like 20 Where? minutes ago. He says nothing. <laughs> this is literally almost every video of that man. Just... He doesn't even talk. Like <laughs> you can bully someone if you're not talking. Well, I mean, technically you could, but cause like, but you know what I mean? 
that bully. stare. <laughs> See, I think what happens in society is when someone says, oh, that's toxic masculinity, it's not actually toxic masculinity. That person is just a bitch right, and is afraid of that man. And the only way to make it seem like they're not a bitch is to say, well, you're toxic. No, you're just a sissy. Get away from right. me. Right. And you can stamp my name to that. You're just intimidated. And that's not yeah. his problem. No, it's not. I don't. I, listen. Yep. That, no. <laughs> I hate that shit. Well, you intimidate me. You shouldn't be allowed to do this. No, no, no. I, I personally think the Birkenstock wearing canvas bag full of kale carrying. I know the quinoa is crowd are dangerous people, but I don't think they should be locked in their homes. I just stay away from them. <laughs> I went grocery shopping after work tonight, and this was crazy. I'm aware. I literally texted this to somebody. I went to go get my dinner, right? And then as I was reading the ingredients, everything, everything was poison. So I got mad and almost left and then decided, I calmed myself and decided to reroute. But I said, I just that, want to That is actually brilliant. And get out of the simulation and listen, if it's not toxic, I don't want it. Yeah, I know. I I know. We've had this conversation. Saying if it is if it is societal toxic masculinity, gimme, bring it here. No, no. You see what that makes sense though, because what you're essentially saying is you want a real man, not one of these granola eating. Yeah, don't take, don't bring me with no sissies. You want a real man because that's essentially what they've labeled as toxic masculinity is real men. You know who know how to provide. That's why I say I've been toxic. I want it. Speaking of a man that knows how to provide, big sexy's in the house. <laughs> What's up, y'all? <laughs> oh, you know, buddy. I just got the fuck off the worst goddamn work week of my life. I have off work tomorrow. I have a rager to go to after we're done with this because it's my homegirl's birthday. Nice. So let's get fucking weird. So you missed the part when I said that you were late to the show because you were getting a Brazilian wax and a beehole bleach. I figured it was appropriate for the literally only seven minutes late. Yeah. Not you, even seven minutes. You gotta make it look good down there. I don't care what anyone says. You're not wrong. There's no way you're getting the old BH licked if it looks like the Amazon jungle. So there's that. The swamp lands. We're at we're, we're well after the ninety seconds now. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Oh yeah, we're well after that. You're good. Listen, I always say whatever the fuck you want. Say with your chest. So about Hitler, he may have had some good. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, wait, oh, whoa. <laughs> I mean, we said night of debauchery, not a night of have everyone unanimously hate us. <laughs> I mean, oh, fucking yeah. be careful there. Now Ivan the Impaler. Now that was a guy that had some good ideas. You know, say say what you will about Genghis Khan, but man, that guy knew how to be a father. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like how Jeffrey Dahmer was a great cook. Listen, what's with the jokes? Okay, keep going. All I right. had to. Listen, had to. he's an LGBTQAI plus. Icon. 
He said AI plus. That's so okay. So <laughs> that makes me think. I love so some of Ant's best videos on TikTok are the simplest shit where like he says nothing. He there's this one point where he used a sound where he was just sitting there and he's filming himself and there's like a girl's voice and it says, "Is LGBTQ plus the plat?" She goes, "No, it was what's LGBTQ plus?" And he turns around and goes, "I don't know." She goes, "Is that like the platinum version of gay?" And he turns around and goes, "It's the funniest fucking thing." Oh, listen, it's he's wrong, and I told him he's wrong because what it really is, and we're I, we're talking conservative ant. Yeah, I told him I was like, "Look, bro, you're wrong and you're gay. You should know this shit." What it is is LGBTQIA plus. That's their streaming service. <laughs> you pay fifteen dollars a month. You get to watch Bros at Watson Theaters. You get like everyone at Wanda Sykes comedy specials. You know it. it it's really, it's actually amazing. Did you, speaking of that, did you hear what the comedian Billy Eichler did? Oh, yeah, fuck that douchebag. Went on like an anti heterosexual tirade because bros bombed in the theater and it was like, it has nothing to do with people being homosexual. It had everything to do with the fact that your fucking movie sucked. No, that movie had everything to do with him being homosexual. It had nothing to do with anybody being homophobic. Oh, there you go. That's what I meant. My bad. Long day. You know what I meant, though. Like nobody didn't want to watch that movie because they had a problem with the gay community. The movie just huh. the movie was terrible. Absolutely, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, I'm sexy enough to uh, admit when I think something looks good. I thought the trailers, I thought it looked pretty funny. Just yeah, but- the issue. The issue is, is I'm not gonna go spend twenty dollars on a movie that I may not end up liking by the end of it. Here's the thing. Like anything, like any movie, and you can name, I can name five off the top of my head, any movie where they try to force a social justice warrior issue is never going to be good, okay? Because you're forcing it too much. It's square peg, round hole. Think of some of the greatest movies that had some of the best messages and had the greatest impact on society of the message they carried. Rudy was a great The Woman King. The Woman King. Yeah. You, if, if it's a good message and society is going to receive it well, you don't have to force it. When you're forcing it down people's throats like you are with bros or when they try to force this shit into a Marvel movie, it's not going to be well received because you're ruining it. At some point, they'll, they'll, they'll understand this and they'll stop doing it or you can keep losing a fuck ton of money. I don't really care because yeah. I pirate Can we just because anyway. it's all got the same stuff, and I feel yep. like watch the same thing over and over and over again. Can we just like talk about this whole woman king thing for a fucking hot second? Because oh, I've been oh, fucking oh, brewing oh. on this bullshit. Oh boy, <laughs> the woman king. I forget the name of the tribe off the top of my head because you know I thought we were going to be talking about blowjobs and anal oh, sex and not this shit. We were. About. I don't know how we got on this topic, but here, take your take you're a couple about minutes to talk about, about that about movie that, that sold all the slaves to the U.S., aren't you? Yes. Oh, I my God. This female king rose up and killed all the bad white people trying... No, motherfucker. The real history of that shit is, is that they sold those fucking slaves. They still are selling slaves to this day, that same fucking tribe in Africa. But God damn it, we need a fucking black hero right now because it's not Black Lives Matter. 
Now, hence the banner on the bottom of the screen. I don't see the calls for justice for Kaylee yet. So, nope. What do they call white people? Mayo monkeys. I've never heard that by love. I've never yeah. heard that. The job, the ginger dude that's like, he says he's like an English professor but can't speak. And like, he's always like virtue signaling with the, with the black community about stuff. I think at one point he called conservatives mayo monkeys. And I laughed. I was like, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I'll take it back. Later. We're going to take it back. We're gonna to, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> We're going to take it back. We're going to take <laughs> back. Mayo monkey power. You're right. That's another one they call us too. Like the names they come up with is just okay, but I know where Snow Road. And I'm comes just from. like okay to every single one. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm like I love it. Thanks. I love it. Snow Road came about because me. of um, the uh, one that has to do with an animal known as a cricket, and the planet that's on the banner behind Wyatt. I'm not going to say that out loud because oh uh, yeah yeah you know I I haven't been shadow banned and canceled enough yet. Yeah, I still can't tag this mofo on Instagram because of the shit that he got into. He's like, I got to do six videos a day. I do it for you. By the way, I'm not doing six. I don't know if anybody's picked up on the joke yet. I got the five and quit. <laughs> Listen, this might shock somebody to hear, but TikTok can take a hydraulic suck on my fuck shaft. I can literally care less about that app. And the whole thing with tiktok and me was i was never supposed to be in the position that i'm in with tiktok as it is so if i have to come up with five or four more extra pieces of content a day so fucking jeeping old winnie the pooh bear looking motherfucker overseas can make a little bit of extra money off me then he can also take a hydraulic suck on my fuck shaft while my balls just bounce gingerly off his chin because i'm not gonna throw fuck him i want the puke on it I hope there was no kids listening at home. Uh, <laughs> well, Hellbilly, what can we give a morale patch? I think what he just said should be on a morale patch. Hydraulics suck on my fuck shaft. I would like, I like to put that, that on a morale patch, but I think he's afraid. talking. I think he's talking mayo monkey. Yeah, I like that. I would sl I would wear that proudly on my vest. That's what I fuck that. I'm having that printed on every one of my mags. Yeah, quit bawling shit up. Express yourself. <laughs> yeah, man. Right, tell us how you back. really feel. Don't hold back. Oh, do you do you he really want it with his chest? That's why I fucks with his whole ass chest. You really you really want me to just go off right now? <laughs> do it. I mean, how bad are we talking here? Are we talking as bad as Joe Biden telling donors where it's a nuclear Armageddon? Or are we talking like we might catch a slap on the wrist from YouTube? I mean, to be honest with you, and you guys may look down upon me for this. If you look at the way our boxes are positioned, you're already looking down on me as it is. So I'm going to be honest with you. Joe Biden might actually be right for a change. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. There is too many people in this country that is not compliant with what the new world order wants. And it might be the nuclear option. That is, that is accurate. He's not wrong about that. Yeah, but didn't many he buy people? like $250 million of like radiation poisoning medication? 
<laughs> Probably. Something like, like that's that. That's why I like where I live because we're not coming here. They're not nuking me. Not but I'm in the middle of the country. That made me. That's... I mean, let's be let's be realistic here. I'm not standing here. Okay, because I, I I do want to get to the debauchery stuff. The only reason, like nuclear anything, is even on the table with Russia right now, is because Joe can't leave well enough alone. Like you keep poking the fucking bear, bro. At some point, it's gonna wake up and bite back. Exactly. And the thing with that is, you know, give the devil his fucking due, regardless of how you feel about him. And hell, Billy, you're absolutely right. I was holding back because this is YouTube and not a Patreon deal. And I don't want to get their channel nuked. But say what yeah. you will about say what you will about Trump. You know my opinion. I'm like right in the middle with him. Yeah. Well, at least if he was in the fucking White House, we wouldn't be dealing with this bullshit right now because he told that motherfucker to your face. You touch Ukraine, we level Moscow. Mm -hmm. Here's I, the thing. Rocket Man wasn't fucking with us. Putin wasn't fucking with us. And we were energy independent. Oh, God, I long for the days of a mean tweet and a $1.50 gallon tank of gas. Like, at what point, and I love, so real quick, real quick, let me just throw this out there. This motherfucker, now I will precede this by saying, because she, she, she is going to jack me up on this if I don't say it. Both sides are equally stupid. Right now yes. we're picking on the left real quick. How fucking dumb do you got to be for Biden to put out a tweet that goes, well, if you're diabetic, your insulin will be capped at $34. And everyone on the left is like, Sherman, 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 Sherman. Motherfucker, Trump did it first. He got rid of it, reinstituted it, and was like, look what I can do. I can't You're wait. You're that dumb. You're that, that dumb. Like, life is turning into that fucking South Park episode. Simpsons did it first. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. But it's like with every policy that they've overturned and then backpedaled on. Because they're like, look, we did it. We did. No, no, no. The administration before you did it. Like, love the guy or hate the guy. Both sides. Listen, here's the best way I can put this. Left wing, left wing or right wing is all the same way. It's all in the same eagle, right? Yep. Unfortunately, right now, the left wing is so retarded. We're flying in circles. And the right wing is just doesn't know what the fuck is doing. So it's cattywampus on this side. And there's a fucking skyscraper right in front of us. Need to write this down before I forget. Max. Anyway, anyway, speaking of debauchery, um, because you can't say Biden without thinking of Hunter Biden and the fucked up shit he's done. You promised us the story this week. I did. So before we get into that, I would like to uh, say, Hunter Biden, if you watch this. On the off chance that you watch this. On the off chance. I just want one night to party with you. I will pay for my end of everything. But goddamn, what a story that would be. What a what a fucking story that would be. I don't know if it's a good story or a bad story. I mean, we can leave all the kitty diddling out of it, but goddamn, that dude looks like he parties. I, I wasn't even talking about that part. I just, with the amount of crack that man has in some of those fucking pictures, I'm not sure how he's still alive, man. Like, it's kind of like Magic Johnson boys, and AIDS. 
If you have enough money. <laughs> what do you mean? You got like an IV drip of Narcan just constantly Basically. flooding his fucking system? He has an entire closet in his home. You open it up and it just glows gold like the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. But it's just his Narcan closet. Sorry, that was a good... I need a minute. Yeah, right, wait. Mm. No, because that's sober, probably folks. what it fucking looks like. I'm still fucking sober. <laughs> Could you just imagine, though? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Narcan. Oh, oh, my God. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I like that. I'm gonna have to remember that one now. So, did right, you hear? Just so, yeah, tell me. Let's let's go with the story before we before I, I go off. Well, which I, one do you want? Because I got like 800 in mind right now. Pick one. Hold on. The one. <laughs> He's got a guy that's just in charge of falling them around and going. Just fucking sticking them. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter foaming. Hunter's foaming. Applying Narcan. It's just nasal spray. It's flow nase. He has allergies. No, it's Narcan. He's probably the only motherfucker in existence that has built up an immunity to Narcan. Like they had to come up with a higher fucking dosage. For him. You can tell people it was Narcan and they'd probably be completely okay with it. Right. Well, we made this for horses. Just right. in case. <laughs> Got like adrenaline in there. Just oh my god! It's his own it's... super soldier serum. It just turns into fucking Captain America. Just <laughs> anyway, there was a story at the end of last week's episode that you were going to tell, and I said we don't have enough time, and I said so tell it to us next week. But I don't remember the original context of it. All right, so three different stories come to mind. Story okay. number one. Is how I met my girlfriend. That was it. That's it. That was it. Yes. Mm. All right. I forgot to ask. Oh no shit! To tell this story, but here we go. <laughs> One second. He just rolls over and like signing in the middle of the night. Just <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Hell, Billy, stop. Right. I'm trying to focus here. All right. So, me and my baby mama had split up. And there was this girl that we had both been friends with for quite some time. And she invited me out to breakfast. So being the classiest motherfucker on the face of the earth, we decided we were going to go to Cracker Barrel. And you goddamn right, I got that country fried steak with the uh, hash brown casserole. Hell yeah. <laughs> and she ended up paying for it. Didn't even ask. I had every intention of paying for our meals. She paid for it. And I was like, dope. She's like, do you want to go back to my house? Absolutely. I didn't think anything was going to come of it. Well, we were like three and a half minutes into How to Train Your Dragon 2, and I was really invested because I've never seen it yet. <laughs> and I was a big fan of the first one. And she ripped my pants off with the strength of 100 cracked out Hunter Bidens. 
and proceeded to suck a golf ball through a hose. <laughs> no, keep going. All right. And quite possibly one of the greatest blowjobs I've ever had in my life. Um, long story short, I yeeted my lotus upon her and I did what any man would do um, I referred her to my best friend at the time <laughs> so my best friend took over as a surrogate boyfriend because me and my baby mama ended up getting back together and I didn't want to ruin that because, you know, she's the mother of my child. Right. Um, when things finally ended between me and my baby mama for good, I was out at my hometown dive bar and I saw said blowjob girl and she was like trying to like lay the Mac down. Cause she knew that like I was single, single, and also one of the most gorgeous blondes I've ever seen in my life walked into said dive bar. At which point in time, she proceeded to throw the biggest shit fit I've ever seen anyone throw in my life. And she told me that I was absolutely forbidden from talking to that woman. She is Satan reincarnate. She is the devil herself. That woman is absolutely 120% the Oko Ono to any project you will ever get in in your entire fucking life. And I was like, well, I have the dick, so I fuck the rules, so I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> and I found out that this blonde worked at Chili's. But before that had happened, Blowy told me that that was her sister, and that's why she was completely off limits. <laughs> And we were about to leave because we were all going to go to Denny's to eat because what else are you supposed to do at 1.30 in the morning when you've had about half a bottle of Jack Daniels and more bush lattes than you care to actually count Facts. to find that my friend's car had been towed. And being that at the time I was a recovery agent and I know a thing or two about the law in Florida when it comes to towing a vehicle, me and my friend hopped in his truck. And this girl and her sister hopped in her car, in her sister's car, and we went to the company that towed it. I jumped out, got into an altercation with all the guys, forcefully made them give me her car back, and then we went to Denny's. Like, nothing had ever happened. And I would have tried to lay the Mac down in that moment on that blonde, but the issue was... I didn't know what the fuck I was saying. I get really nervous around pretty girls like Ricky Bobby. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. So after that, realized she worked at Chili's. So I started stalking her at Chili's. Stalking's a really bad word. I just started going in on every one of her Saturday shifts for lunch. And then I faked like I didn't know how to use Snapchat. <laughs> oh, it gets better. <clears throat> So I pretended like I didn't know what Snapchat was and I had her show me how to do it. And she gave me her Snapchat that way. 
Um, fast forward about a month later, I finally have the balls to ask this girl out. And she was like, we can't tell my sister right now. I want to make everything like official first before we do. I was like, yeah, not a problem. So one night back at the same dive bar and we are retardedly drunk. And the song, uh, what's that Post Malone song? Which one? Goodbye. Goodbye by Post Malone's playing. Because we thought that was a romantic fucking song back then for some reason. <laughs> kind of like everybody thought Lips of an Angel by Hinder was like a, a good song to dedicate to their girlfriend. I'm like, you do understand what that's about, right? Yeah, you no? Hey, that's your ex-girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, just, so, just do you. Just do you. <laughs> drunk, belligerent. She's wearing this dress and it looks amazing on her. You guys have seen that dress because... I've worn it in many TikToks. Unfortunately, it no longer fits her now because I decided to do that. And I'm we're like dirty dancing at the jukebox, and all of a sudden somebody reaches over my big ass shoulder and reaches down and kind of like pulls me backwards to tap on her shoulder. And we turn around, and there stands her sister and her mother. Oh, oh shit. shit! Oops. So. Figure it out. They go, they go on vacation. They come back from vacation. We make everything official. This is September when we officially start dating. Fast forward to Thanksgiving when I get to meet the parents for the first time. We're sitting there Thanksgiving dinner. The sister has her boyfriend there. I'm there with my new girlfriend. We're eating dinner. I cut into turkey. I take a bite and their mother goes, so why don't you tell us all about how you met Kelly? And I'm like, I knew she worked at Chili's, so I started going into Chili's. And she goes, no, why don't you tell us the real story? So that's how I found out that her mom knew that, you know, I bagged both sisters. That was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. So my initial thought here is they totally made some of the Netflix and chill memes about Grizz without actually knowing it. And I'm not talking about the ones about actual Netflix and chill. When it's like when she invites you over to Netflix and chill and you're 20 minutes into How to Train a Dragon and she's pulling your pants off and the guy's got this disgusted look on his face. That's Grizz. Like, shut up. Wrong dragon. And he's like pointing at the fucking TV. No. No. Because here's why. Um, An embarrassing sidebar to that. The first time that I actually worked up enough courage to have sex with my girlfriend, I got so nervous because I wasn't intending on having sex with her. It just kind of happened. And um, I did what I like to call a dine and dash. <laughs> oh, shit. Or a bust and bail, if you will. Will, because the second I blew in her, I ran out the door because I was so nervous about the whole situation. Which subsequently ruined my best friend railing some chick out in his truck in her driveway. So. God damn, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's just one of them. I got stories like this for fucking days. You're a mess. You are a mess. A mess. I love you, though. I love you, though. I can tell you the story about the time I found out that one of my homeboys from high school was a girl. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Oh yeah, that happened. Okay, well, do tell at this point because now I got it. I'm intrigued now. All right, so after high school, I bolted from Pennsylvania. There is nothing left for me there. If I would have stayed in Pennsylvania, I would have ended up dead or in prison. So fast forward, like, I don't know, six years later, I go back up to Pennsylvania because the pipeline industry is booming. And uh, my buddy has a field party and uh, as farm because they were selling their farm, his family. And this is a farm that we grew up partying in all through high school. So it was like kind of one last hurrah. And I'm walking up to the party and my buddy Sam comes up and goes, I just got my junk pierced. And I was like, I don't want to see your cock. And then he pulled his pants down and there's a pussy. And I was just kind of like, huh? So that led to the whole discussion about ace bandages. And, you know, she had a pretty nice B cup, but. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how he found that out. Oh. For four fucking years. You saw nothing that would that would have made you go. Wait a minute, because she was always hooking up with chicks that were never lesbians or bi or anything like that. So I figured, hey, maybe this dude's just swinging dick like no one else can. I don't understand how you hide that for that long, though. Well, I wasn't in gym class with her, so we never had, like, the locker room interaction. Not really athletic, so she, you know, didn't play football or wrestling or anything with me. So, you know, it's fairly easy to hide. And everybody is smaller than him. Yeah, literally everybody's smaller than me. (laughs) Holy shit, that would, like, not that I would care, but I'd be like, how the fuck did you? Like, Like, why didn't I know that? How did I not catch that? (laughs) Does she have a guy name? Sam. 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 Yeah. said Sam. It's a unisex Sam. name. So, there's that. There's that. That's crazy. And believe it or not, I have one that's even crazier than that. Oh Keep going. God. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Here's a story about when I lost my virginity. Here's a story. <laughs> so... It was towards the end of the school year, and there was a senior in my math class my junior year of high school. To say that I had zero fucking game my entire life is an absolute understatement because (laughs) I couldn't couldn't talk to a chick at Burger King who was taking my money. (laughs) Imagine that now. So, said girl in my class was an absolute smoke show. She was notorious for just how hot she was. And she asked me to come over and help her study for our math final, which I was like, absolutely, I'll be there. Which I found to be hilarious because I was failing math class, and the only reason I was going to get a passing grade was because of football. So go to the gym, show up. She answers the door completely butt-ass naked. I've seen this movie. Like, there's supposed to be whipped cream involved, so I kind of felt like ripped off. But I'm not complaining. (laughs) So, 
we go back to her bedroom. Things are getting a little hot and heavy. And she starts going down on me. And all of a sudden, this bright light just blasts me in the side of the face. Kind of like God saying, you shouldn't be here. And so I turned and I looked. And it's her screensaver on her laptop. Scrolling through a bunch of cute pictures of her and some dude. Oh, the same dude, every picture, same dude, every picture. So I say, who's that? And almost like in a cartoon fashion, she leaves my dick almost with it still in her mouth, like suction cup. I even like kind of pulled me a little bit to slam her laptop shut. She came running back and just jumped right on my dick and we had sex. And it was the best moment of my life because I just lost my virginity to a chick who I had no business hooking up with whatsoever. And as you do when you're 17 and just had sex with somebody who's retardedly fucking hot. I live in a small town. He told everybody. (laughs) Not only did I tell everybody, the first person I told, I was at a red light. My buddy comes up behind me in his shitty S10 pickup truck. He was just leaving the gym. And he's honking his horn at me. He goes, how did last night go? And I was like, I fucked blank because protection reasons. And light turned green. I sped off. And we go to school the next day. Everything's honky-dory. We take our finals. Everything's good. So that's like a week from the time it happened through graduation. The day after senior graduation, I am sitting in my cousin's living room. We have a bowl of brownie batter in front of us and we're dipping McDevils into them because weed. And we're playing. We're, That's we're, the only explanation needed for that. We're, we're playing UFC on Xbox 360. I will never forget this to this day. Remember them old school Motorola flip phones? From back in the day that you could like put like the different covers on and like customize it to make it. I had one of those. It was carbon fiber. And my phone begins to ring. Pick it up. Hello? Hey, is this Anthony Roan? Speaking. My name is blankety blank. Blankety blank is my fiance. I heard that you had sex with her. Click. Slap. Through my phone. I think it's the, it's the weed playing tricks on me, right? It's got to be. It, it's got to be. I am so high. I'm so high. This is Friday, and you open up the cupboards, and there's Big Worm's head in the cabinet. Where the Quit playing with my emotions, Snoky. So three minutes goes by. Get a phone call back. Just letting you know, I get home in about two weeks. I'm going to kill you. And then silence. He hung up on me. This dude was fucking special forces. When I tell you I shit my pants. When I tell you I shit my pants. I literally mean I shit myself. And it wasn't the weed. It was actual fear. And all my friends had heard. So then begins the phone calls from the girl. You fucked up. He's going to fucking kill you. Da, 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 da. 
Okay, hang up. She calls me right back. I fucking hate you. She's like, I can't believe you told everybody. I hang up again. So like six hours goes by. I think I'm in the clear. I get a text message from her. It's a picture of her ass. Kiss this ass goodbye because you're never going to see it again. And then it's a picture of her tits in the next one. And then a picture of her whoo in the next one. So on, so on, so forth. Just telling me I'm never going to get it again. Followed by a final text message. Okay, I'm lonely. Do you want to come over? <laughs> me being a retarded. I mean, you're already going to die. <laughs> me being the retarded 17-year-old I was. Went right along with it. Just da, 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 walked right into her apartment. Not even thinking twice. Like, you know, this could be like a setup. Until the exact moment I got through the doorway. Because then all of a sudden I was randomly sober again. When I tell you that I was paranoid beyond paranoid, like I'm looking in closets, I'm looking underneath sinks, I'm in the bathroom taking a piss, just ripping the shower curtain, like, is the killer behind here? He's just fucking hiding with a knife, like, surprise, bitch. In his own home, hiding with a knife in his own home. So we get to the bedroom, and we're on the bed. And the only place I haven't checked yet is under the bed, and that's all I can think about is I haven't checked under the bed. I haven't checked under the bed. He's under the bed. Like, she's going to be riding me. And just, like, one of those big old, like, fucking army knives are going to come up through the fucking mattress and just fucking... And that's going to be the end of me. So, we're making out, and I fake fall off the side of the bed. And I go to... No, go ahead. Go ahead, finish, but I have a question. I lift up the side of the mattress and I look under and there's like a lot of used condoms underneath the bed. Oh shit. Yeah. I, I I put the bed sheets back down, pretend like I saw nothing, hit it and quit it. Realize that her boys her her fiance's not back yet. He said I had six days. Those aren't all for me because the first time I nutted in the condom, I didn't put another one back on. So this girl gets way the fuck around. Why me? I'm like, no, I'm selling this bitch out. If I ever come face to face with this motherfucker, I'm selling her up the river. No questions asked. I have a question. Okay. That's a very, very important question. What? Not what? How? How did you envision this playing out when you rolled off the bed, like and and like looked underneath it? Like what, what was going through your mind? Like if I lift this up and I see this motherfucker, like what, what was the game plan? <laughs> like is that like because I'm like like you want to know, but like what are you what are you gonna do? Like he's special forces, bro. You're not so, getting out of there. Like you're dead. Here, here's the <laughs> game plan. There wasn't a whole lot of room underneath the bed. So for him to even fit underneath that bed was a stretch. My game plan was she was still on the bed on the covers. At the time I was benching like four something. I was curling a shit ton because of football. So my plan was I was going to go ahead and grab the bed sheet and yank her in front of me with the bed sheet. I had this whole process thought up in my head. And like the split second it took me to go from the bed to the floor. 
Because I'm like, I'm trying to think to myself, like, if I'm in that situation and, like, I just look under the bed and, like, I've just met with this motherfucker's face, like, I'm paralyzed. Like, this is the last thing I'm going to see before I die. This is in rea- looking at me. In reality, that probably would have been how it would have gone. So this story is far from over. Oh, shit. <laughs> so me and her have one last fun night. Whatever. Never talk to her again. Not friends on MySpace. Nothing. So I'm not even in her top eight anymore. Tom told her to block me, so I was done. Our, our special song together no longer played on her profile. I was just no. nothing. So... Fast forward a couple years, like I said, after I graduated high school, moved to Florida. And then I decided I'm going to go back up north for Easter. I'm up north for Easter. My mom asked me if I'll help them set up an Easter egg hunt par- an Easter egg hunt in Talleyrand Park, sponsored by the American Legion, which my mom was a member of. Yeah, sure, fuck it. I'm in town. I ain't got nothing to do. All my friends are there from high school. I'm catching up with them. I'm having a great time. We're getting ready to tear everything down. Bullshit with all my buddies. And all of a sudden, like, you know, when somebody's, like, staring at you with intent, yes. and you could feel, like, that area, like, on fire, my back started getting really fucking warm in the middle of April. I'm like, all right, well, this this isn't good. And I see the look on all my friends' faces. And it looks like they just saw a fucking ghost. So I turn around and look. And there is this woman with a baby on her hip. And I'm trying to do the math in my head of how old that child looks versus how long ago all this had happened. And the math adding up. The math is mathing, as they would say. So I turn back around to ask my friends for fucking support and advice, and they are gone, like Scooby-Doo, <laughs> seeing the ghost. There's the fucking white poof behind them. They're probably about a good 200 yards away. My fat fuck friend Jeff, he put the fucking rocket packs on because he was beating everybody. So I turn around, and she's walking towards me, and she goes, this is my son. I'm like, okay, nice to meet your son. She goes, I didn't know whose it was. I was like, okay, now we're getting we're getting into the nervous territory here. Because You're like, oh shit, no. <laughs> and then she's like, fortunately, he ended up having black hair, and you have blonde hair. And I was like, no one in my family has black hair. I high fived her, said, good luck, girl, and then I caught up with my friends. God, am I a piece of shit or what? No, 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 you're not. I mean, listen, I, Kelly, Kelly has heard some of my, my stories. Um, Ke- Kelly, if I said that back in the day when I was in college, if I said okay. I had game, would you agree with that statement? I would agree with the statement to smoothness. I'm mad about it. Why am I mad about the smoothness? I had some motherfucking finesse <laughs> back in the day. 
And then I got old. Doing the most. Oh. You weren't really that smooth, though. I mean, you were, but, like, you were, though. You were, though. <laughs> oh, yes, I was. Uh, you Let got me have it. my moment. You kind of got played a little bit. <laughs> Realistically, they played you. <laughs> so I won't. I will get not into it, get into it. <laughs> I will not. I will not get into it. Get into it. I will give you the highlight reel. Oh, I can't wait. Do we have like a slide, a slideshow no. set up or power? No, 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 no. Baby, if you happen to watch this show, this is all in the past. I am not this man anymore. <laughs> Devin been for quite some time. He was the baby. My... I literally just told the story about how I met my girlfriend and banging a special forces fiance without any fucking like apology or precursor. And now this? I thought this was about debauchery, son. <laughs> okay, hold on. So my first girlfriend when I got into college uh, was in a sorority. Um, I had found out that she had cheated on me, and that, as they do, that did not sit very well with me. So I thought, how could I get back at her in a way that would benefit me, but she would absolutely fucking hate? So the plan was to go after one. Of her sorority sisters. Now, it just so happened it was an alumni weekend. So that meant all of them were there. All the ones that were currently in college and ones that had graduated years before. In what I can only describe as the perfect storm of events, I took down multiple of them in one weekend. And, and what was involved in this was diving behind couches and laying on the floor as like one because okay so the way, the way in order to understand why i'm telling you this the way the rooms were set up in this dorm room there was a common area with like a couch living room area and like a little kitchenette and there was like four to five rooms right At various points in the weekend, I was intoxicated, and I wasn't consciously aware of the fact that over the course of this alumni weekend and multiple encounters, for all of them, I was actually being led back to the same dorm room. <laughs> the same dorm room that my ex-girlfriend lived in. Now, the first time I woke up, saw what had obviously occurred. And I proceeded to just slide out, right? I get out, I'm getting dressed, I'm trying to be quiet. And all of a sudden, I look around the room and I'm like, this looks motherfucking familiar. And there's a reason why. I recognize this room from when the door used to be open and I used to walk past it to go to my girlfriend's room. The panic sets in. Because I'm like, I'm. if I walk out of this room, 
and she sees me no no yeah like this is not this this is like od right like it had been different if it like she didn't live in the same room that would have hurt this was like savage but i'm like if i walk out of this fucking room right now and she's anywhere in this dorm there is no logical explanation that i can come up with that's not gonna get me in a shit heap of trouble right so like motherfucking Jason Bourne, man, like I crack the door open and I'm like looking to the right and I don't see anybody. Okay. But her room's to the left. So I'm like special forces, like slicing the pie, come around the corner, like real low to the ground. And I'm like looking and I'm like, okay, her door's closed. Right. So I'm like, I got this. I walk out the door. Now from where that door was to the door to get out of the whole thing was probably like. 50 steps away from me, right? I'm walking slow. I don't want to make no noise. I get to where the fucking bathroom is. And I hear a door open. And my only fucking instinct is to just dive in the fucking bathroom and slam the fucking door. I hear her voice come out of her room and walk directly past the bathroom and leave. I'm freaking the fuck out, man. Because I'm like, there's no way I'm not getting caught. So I got out of that one, right? Fast forward like six hours. There's a barbecue in the quad meet up with another one and we're chit-chatting back and forth and she's like hey didn't you used to date so-and-so and i was like yeah yeah i did what happened with y'all i'm like oh it's a long story she goes you should tell me about it sometime and i'm like okay cool like yeah we, we should talk so like we proceed to keep like we leave campus and we go to a house party we're playing beer pong i get obliterated right I, again, am not consciously aware of what's going on, but I know I'm walking back up to the dorm room with this chick. Now, I do have a brief flash where I look up at the building and I think, nah, that's not the same building, except it fucking was. Now I'm two doors down from my, and literally I just kept working my way down the fucking doors. Here's what's fucked up about the whole thing. At the end of the weekend, they all, with the exception of my ex-girlfriend, they all knew what was going on. Every he fucking one of them knew. And dive my I was sneaking and going through doors. And diving and rolling out. and sprinting down halls and staircases to not get caught for no fucking reason. None of them cared. So here's the thing. I fucking... So they turned this into a game. Yes, uh, I pretty did. Much. It was a sorority game that he it was just got game. sucked into. It was a game of Bag of Wyatt. And they probably saw you when you were dating whoever you were dating there and was like, yeah. uh, and when he got single, they were like, oh, yes. So what, they just passed time. me around like a fucking peace pipe? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. You weren't bitching about it at the time. Right, you ain't mad about no. it. No. No, I so, wasn't. But when I tell I just, you, like, I was afraid for my fucking life, I'm like, I'm going to get, like, stabbed with a high heel or some shit. Like, I know this is going to happen. I'm going to wind up on, like, a Lifetime movie. So... Why do I just see you wearing like an all black wetsuit and night vision goggles just splinter cell creeping around this fucking sorority? Oh my god, bro! When I tell you one of them, I walked out and I literally walked out and was standing in front of the fucking couch and I heard a door behind me open. I dead ass in one swift move, fucking like vaulted like a fucking parkour person and like I literally put both hands, jumped, lifted one hand up, swung the feet. And laid down flat on my back on the fucking ground and was watching this woman's feet beneath the couch. And like she stopped and she starts looking over towards where I was. I'm like, if she fucking walks over here, I'm done. 
<laughs> like parkour. Like, yeah, like parkour. Like fucking, I'm like, she's done. So like she walks into the fucking bathroom. So I'm like, okay, so she's in the bathroom, and like I fucking I get to the door and I hear another door open behind me. So like at that point, like I'm at the exit, I whip the door open. And I sprint out the hall, and I shit you not, I hear one of them behind me go, did someone just leave the apart, like, the room? The nearest staircase is at the other end of the fucking hallway, dude. Okay, now, like, I played football in high school, but I haven't run a really fast, like, 40-yard, and I can't tell you how long, how long, man. When I tell you, I kicked on the motherfucking Jets. I rounded that corner into the fucking stairwell and, like, slid through the fucking door as they were walking down the hallway. I, like, that close to them seeing me. All for nothing. All for nothing. They was just fucking with me. Literally and figuratively. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Dude, that is, that is fucking epic. You took down an entire sorority by yourself. Not the entire it, one, but a large chunk of it, yes. All right, a large chunk. That has to be... <laughs> fuck your grades Listen, or anything in college. That has to be some sort of collegiate record. Listen, I'm not proud of it. Like, back then was definitely proud of it. Now, looking back on it, I'm like, I'm not proud of that. It was like, unnecessary. Oh, <laughs> it was a little unnecessary. Like, I, was... I'm proud of you. I'm proud well, of you. Well, I mean, I appreciate that. Send that shit. But, but, like, looking back on it, like, now as an adult, I'm like, man, I was such a shithead. <laughs> like, yeah, we ain't talking about my shitheadness on YouTube at all. All right, we're not. But nope. anybody uh, is now going to watch this episode, and they're never going to look at Grizz and I the same again. Well, nope. since we're already <laughs> this far into it, let me tell you the time about uh, when a Bellator championship fighter got me belligerently drunk while I was underage, and my police chief neighbor had to come take me home. Oh, boy. So... I started bouncing at bars when I was 16 years old. Always been a big guy. Kind of made sense. I uh, never wanted to get into bouncing. Kind of forced into it. So I was bouncing at this club called Tony's Big Easy on the Penn State campus. Hey. And it was it was <laughs> Arts Fest weekend. And Arts Fest weekend is really supposed to be a celebration of artists that have come from Penn State University. But what it really is is just an excuse for all the alumni to come back into town and relive their glory days of college. Right. So I'm working the door, checking IDs, and every five minutes or so, this dude was a championship wrestler at Penn State at the time. Again, not saying names, protecting people and shit. Comes out with Goldschlager. And I've never had Goldschlager before, so I didn't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> also, keep in mind this was like the height of my addiction to painkillers. Right. So I was already pretty fucked up. Comes out with a shot for me. Do it. Get in the shot glass. He goes back in. I'm checking IDs, checking IDs. Get through most of the night, actually, without any events. All of a sudden, I see a commotion down the street. I look. There's a bar called the Shandy Gaff. And a fight starts at the Shandy Gap and works its entire way up the street to our line. And before I know it, there's a giant brawl in the middle of the street. And somebody called me the F word. And I don't know why I took such offense to it in this moment, 
It could have been the six shots of Goldschlager, or it could have been the fact that I had a championship collegiate wrestler standing behind me. But I was feeling pretty fucking untouchable. <laughs> and so the entrance to Tony's Big Easy was the street was on a hill like this. And then you had to come up the stairs to get to the platform to get ID to get into the door. Now, at certain events, we would have guard railing on the part that where the stairs weren't because it was a drop-off right then and there. We didn't this night. I see the dude that calls me the F-word, and I just go fucking running. And I'm like, my plan is I'm going to jump off this, and I'm just going to fucking take out a whole bunch of dudes at once. No problem. No worry in the world. So I'm running, I jump, I I hit the perfect fucking macho man elbow pose coming off of it. <laughs> and then I realize in that moment that it doesn't work like it does in professional wrestling or movies. And they're not just going to catch you. Especially not if you're screaming. So I, I jump, I scream, I hit the elbow fucking parts like the fucking red sea i hit the fucking i i i hit the fucking street no fuck my elbow all up everything's all messed up but keep in mind drug addict who is intoxicated didn't feel shit didn't feel shit nope <laughs> stand up start scrapping with everybody in line i don't care who it is kill them all my fellow bouncers see me Come down the crowd, pull me back up on the platform. I run again. Fucking this time, I'm not even throwing elbow. I'm just going to like try and like throw myself out there like Superman to see what the fuck happens. This time, I hit a girl that probably was no more than 122 pounds. Those are the most dangerous ones. Yeah. She, uh, I felt really bad. But I'm back in the crowd. I'm scrapping with everybody again. I'm getting pulled back up again. Repeat this process three more times. And then in a moment of sobriety, I look out and realize the cops have been there for who knows fucking how long. And I'm starting to like coherently realize somebody's been shouting my name for like the last three minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I get pulled back up on the platform again by all the bouncers, thinking it's my boss or our head bouncer or something like that. It is the State College Police Department's chief of fucking police at the time, who just so happened to be my fucking next-door neighbor. Oh, God. I got the most uncomfortable ride home from work that evening. And to make matters worse, he told my mom, which was just like, the biggest oh, fucking God, fear. So, I feel bad because Kelly hasn't said anything this episode other than the comment on on, on the both of us. But uh, I think the craziest story was the last night I ever worked as a bouncer. We were way over capacity and way understaffed. So, like the bar that I worked at. <sighs> 
you could cut it in half. Technically, the one half of it was supposed to be the restaurant side that never got used to the restaurant side because we never sold or served food. So then they tried to turn it into a separate bar, um, which didn't work either. So eventually it just all became the same bar. Normally wouldn't have been a problem if you had appropriate security coverage. We did not on this night. I was at the door by myself. The closest bouncer to me was on the opposite side through a, a crowd of people up on the wall watching the dance floor. So you got one guy for a dance floor that could hold like 50, 60 people. And then there's probably 40 to 50 of them beyond the dance floor to me. And then the other guys on the other side of the bar, they can probably hold 70 people total. He's by him fucking self. Okay. So basically if shit happens, you're fucked until somebody can fight. Like, first of all, they have to see you in trouble. Now the guy that was on the restaurant side, that got turned into the bar. If anything happened at the door or the dance floor out there, he has no idea. He's oblivious to it. So Dave is behind me on the wall and I'm just hoping Dave has got his fucking eyes locked on me. If shit hits the fan. Well, of course it does. Right. So the first thing that should have set me off and made me realize that this was not going to be a good night was a guy that I just checked his ID, walked in, and he had a bottle in his back pocket. Well, I can't let you bring glass bottles into the bar. So I pulled the bottle out of his back pocket. Well, he turns and he fucking punches me in the ribs. There's your first mistake. So I take him by the shirt and I push him up against the wall. And I said, did you just fucking hit me? He goes, did you just fucking take my bottle? I go, oh, what, this bottle? And I fucking break it on the ground right in front of him. I go, you mean that bottle? And he goes, bro, that was like a $30 bottle. I was like, bro, you can't bring that in the bar. I said, I'll tell you right now. I said, if you hit me ever again, you won't have fucking hands to drink. And I pushed him into the bar and said, get the fuck away from me. Because like, I was mad. Like, you hit me. I'm fluffy, but it still kind of hurt. So I pushed him in the bar. Then there's just like the fucking thought squad. Like, ratchet squad fucking the sound. Think of the most ratchet bitch possible. Multiply it by five, and there's four of them. And they're like, they're not coming to the door to get in, but they're just standing beyond the door. So like, I can hear everything they're saying. They're being loud as fuck. They're just being obnoxious. They're getting in everyone else's way. I finally look at them and go, ladies, are you going to come in? What are you doing? What the fuck is it to you? And I'm like, mm. I'm like, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're disturbing everybody here. Like either come in or go. What you, the police, the sidewalk. I'm like, no, but I am security for this bar. I said, and technically the piece of sidewalk you're, you're standing on is property of the bar. I said, so you're either going to come in or you're going to fucking leave. I'm not going to tell you again. So they decide to come in. Well, what these women decide to do is they decide to stand directly behind me and take pieces of ice out of their mixed drink and just fucking throw them at me the entire time I'm standing at the door. Mm. So I'm getting pieces of ice going on the back. I'm just mad at this point, right? So this fight breaks out, right? Small fight. Shrimpy dudes. I literally pick the one guy up by the neck of his shirt and just lift him up off the ground. And I'm looking at him. I go, what are you doing? He goes, what do you mean what are you doing, man? I go, you're like 5'8". You're maybe 140 pounds soaking wet. I said, that dude is six foot five. I said, he takes shits that are larger than your head. I'm like, what made you think you could beat him? He called, you know, he, he called me a bitch. I was like, I know you. You are a bitch. I'm like, what? why are you fighting him? So, like, I pushed him out the door. Well, then the dude he was fighting decides to get in my face. He's like, why'd you pull, why'd you pull me off of him? I'm like, bro, you could have killed him. He's like, he deserved, like, literally, like, in the most Ivan Drago moment you can think of. Like, he didn't say if he dies, he dies. He was like, it is what it is. 
And I'm like, nah, man, that's the wrong attitude. So I couldn't leave. So then what happens is this, I'm standing at the door and I just hear this huge fucking noise behind me. And like instantly I know what's going on. And I'm like, I'm so fucked. I turn around and there's like eight guys fighting with each other. They're banging into the vending machine, the dart machine. I mean, they're just fucking going at it, right? <laughs> so, like, I'm looking at Dave, and Dave is not paying attention to me. And I'm, I'm trying to think of myself, I'm like, I have to get a hold of Dave, but I have to stop this fight before people get hurt, shit gets broken. So the only thing I can think of is to just take my flashlight, and I'm just, like, clicking it like this as I'm walking towards these guys. So Dave sees it. And then he looks and he like shakes his head like he sees. So he's jumping down, but he's still got to fight through this entire crowd, right? I'm ripping guys off of him, throwing them out the door. I literally picked one guy up by, I swear to God, by his belt buckle and his shirt and threw him out on the sidewalk, right? I'm throwing these motherfuckers out left and right. Well, the last guy I pick up, I get him and he swings on me. Well, he's drunk. I'm not. So he swings and I'm like, whoa, what are you doing, man? And he goes, don't fucking touch me. He goes, you're not allowed to touch me. I was like, actually, motherfucker, in the state of New York, I am allowed to use force for force, which means if you hit me, I can hit you back. So please, please land a punch on me. Well, he tried to again, and he was successful. I shouldn't have been that cocky. I didn't dodge it quick enough. He caught me in the chin. I got mad. I grabbed his wrist, turned him around, and had his arm pinned, and I slammed him up against the wall. And he's like, you need to fucking let go of me. I'm like, nah, you hit me. I ain't letting go, bro. He's like, let go of me. So he's flailing, right? And he's flailing. He's like trying to step on my foot. Well, in the heat of all of it, I accidentally broke his pinky. Because like I was I was twisting up on his arm pretty hard. He fucking hurt me. So I squeezed and I broke his pinky. So he's hooting and hollering. I take the opportunity to push him out the door. So I throw this motherfucker out the door. And it's at this point, I see the cops walking across the street. It happened to be a cop that I knew very well. What kryptonite whatever the fuck i had that night that made me think that i could do whatever the fuck i wanted i started yelling at the cops i'm like where the fuck have you been i'm like i've been throwing guys out the front door for the last five fucking minutes i'm like where the fuck have you been to back me up motherfucker and he's like man he goes don't yell at me like that and i was like fuck you man like i'm mad right i'm fucking mad so i just like fuck you man and i walk back in the bar and i slam the fucking door right i'm like i'm not letting anybody in it's too fucking busy so I told the one kid, he's mouthing up. Like, I see him talking to the cops. So I open the door back up. I'm like, what shit you talking? He goes, he broke my motherfucking pinky. I'm like, I didn't fucking do shit. Like, that was you. So, like, I slammed the door, right? So I walk over to the bar, and I'm going to get, like, a water. Because, like, I'm hot. I'm tired. I'm angry. And, like, the one bartender that was there, I was friends with. She's, like, patting my head. She's, like, calm down. Calm down. I ain't fucking calming down. Well, I turn around, and there's my boss talking to this dude that I just taught, tossed out to hit me, right? And I get mad as fuck. Like, I get enraged. I turn over, and I full force grab this dude by the shirt, and I slam him up against the wall. I'm like, I thought I told you to get the fuck out of here. My boss puts his hand on my chest and pushes me back. Goes, I said he could come back in. I said, not only did he fight other customers, I said, he fought me. I'm like, he's done. Like, that's my call. He's out. He goes, well, he's got money to spend. It's not your call. I'm like, it's oh, not Jesus my call. Christ. I'm like, it's not my call. I took my fucking shirt off and I threw it at him. I'm like, fuck you. Find someone else to work security. And that was the last night I ever worked at the bar. How the fuck are you going to look at me and tell me that the guy that just fought one of your bouncers? Oh, he could come back in. He's got money to spend. Mm, bye. Such bullshit. That was the last night I ever spent bouncing. I was like, I was done. I had been hit like six times that night. I got Lil' Kimmed in the face by a little girl. Like, I'm not, I'm not here for it. 
Kelly, you got to tell one debauchery story. Yeah. I know you got at least one. You got to tell. You got to tell us one story. I don't know why I pick a story that I've told you that you want me to tell. You can tell the time about you and me in the car park in Georgia when we were supposed to go see Wyatt, but then we just never did. Listen, that's that's that was in your dreams. <laughs> that was that was in your dreams, sweetheart. I just, I just, oh, that's not. I just want to make it absolutely clear: we're really not these type of people anymore. Like, really. I mean, we might scrap it up. Okay, I, I, I got, I got a story for you. I a story yes. For you. yes, and she'll, she'll love that I told the story because we're still friends. Like, come so, on, you got to close friend, out the show with this one. My friend Heather, she was a stripper. We started uh, working. She, stripper. Stripper. Yes, yeah, she was a stripper. She's stripping. Um, I don't know. Actually, you know what? I think she is still stripping. Dollar, dollar bills. Yeah. So uh, I get a lot of tips at my job. Which club? It's in New York, and I don't even know. If, I don't. I don't live there anymore, so I don't know if she's still doing it or not. But I don't even think she was stripping when this happened. It was Matamores in the Rocket Plaza. So ba- you know her, me and her, we became friends when I was pregnant with my daughter. Okay, so well, right. 13 years ago, for almost 14 years ago now. Um. She used to babysit my daughter, all that. So, like, really good friends, really good friends. And we worked four different jobs together. We ended up moving from job to job together. So, she got mad at me one summer and put my business on Facebook. She decided she wanted to out me on some shit. And I private messaged her and I was like, listen, that's just not cool. Don't do that. Like, why would you do that? That's, come on. Why would you do that? Like, we were friends, whatever. Yeah. She was like, I'm sorry, I'll take it down. So, she did. And I was out. Couple nights later, with two of my other friends, Cassie and Tanya, we was just driving around doing stupid stuff. I don't even know. He was just driving around, and we saw Heather's car in a parking lot, and it it stuck out because it was a Buick, it was an old Buick, you know. It yeah. stuck out, and I was like, "There's Heather's car. We should go key it." And they were for it. They were so for it. Oh my gosh! I was like, "You guys, we're not gonna do that." I always try to. I have the bad ideas, and then I try to talk everybody out of it. Like, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. They talking and doing it. So um, we did go over there. We parked the car. We called it the Berg is where we parked the car. And we walked over there. We had hoods up and stuff. And we just destroyed the car. Like when I say we keyed that car, you know, the pink curls. Yeah. Yeah. It had all types of smut and bitch and all types of words all over it. You got to elevate it next time. So bad. It was so bad. And we leave. Okay, and we go back to my house, whatever. The next day, Heather calls me. She's like, do you know somebody that hates me? Like, really, really hates me. And I'm like, this bitch knows. She knows. She didn't. Um, she tells me. She's like, somebody keyed my car. She's like, my mom told me. She's like, my mom saw it. I didn't even see it. But, like, that was it's bad. Like, it's really, really bad. You should see it. So she sends me pictures, and I'm just like. I already knew what it looked like. <laughs> no, because it was dark. Bad. Like, Oh my gosh, it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, you could see it a mile away. Like, if you were just standing, if you were walking up to this car, you could see it. It was bad. See, we used, to bad. Just, we used to just throw Oscar Mayer bologna on the car because it'll stick to it, but it'll also eat the paint in the perfect well, circle. There was three of us in this car. So, it's, and it's not like we, we went, it, we were there for like 10, 15 minutes fucking this car up. Like, it wasn't quick. We were out there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's some delinquent shit. God yeah, damn. no, that's what I'm saying. We were on some delinquent shit. 
Well, do you know how I'm much like, paint you could have removed with three packs of Oscar Mayer bologna? Between you could, you could just strip the whole fucking this car. Is, this is off. This is just off the top of our heads, and we were. I don't even know how old we were. 23, 22, 23. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, I played it up like I had no idea. And our friend Luke was like, "I know you know who did it. You probably did it." And I was like, "I wouldn't. Why would I do that? Why would I make up with her, and then go key her car? Why would I do that? I helped this bitch look look for who keyed her car for six months." <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up. Like yeah. every time she was like, "I think I got a lead on it." I said, "Let's go look." Let's go. I was like ready to fight. She this. exactly. She's like she's in the passenger seat of the car. I go, "Let's. I see this bitch. It's on sight." You better look in the mirror and slap yourself. Like, come on. Like, when we find this motherfucker, we're going to beat the fucking... <laughs> we got drunk that Christmas. We were, I don't even remember where we were, but, like, we were fucked up. And I was like, Heather, I got to tell you something. And she's like, well, I was like, I know who keyed your car. And she was like, who? You got to tell me. I was like, I did it. <laughs> she was like, you fucking bitch. I love you. It's okay. You, you, it's okay. You did that because I posted your business on Facebook, right? I was like, yeah. She's like, it's okay. We're even. It's okay. We're even. What? It's even? <laughs> the fuck? No, wow. It's not even. Oh, oh they're really close to being even. Listen, we're still friends to this day. <laughs> you went like wow. way overkill. I did. If you had, if you knew the business that she put on Facebook, though, it's pretty bad what she put out about me. True, but like you could have poured sugar in the gas tank. Nah, that's, this was way more fun because I got to pretend like I helped her look like I really did. That's so fucked up. I mean, that's like that's like that's parent shit right there. Like you eat your kids' cookies and I then help the your kids look for where the cookies are in the fucking pantry. I don't I know. The long game. Mm -mm. That's guilty. Yeah, I've done that. Listen, I ever pissed Kelly off, and something fuck up happens in my car. You're the first motherfucker I'm looking at. Like, what'd you do? Listen, that's the only car that I've ever fucked up. That is not the only house, though. Or... See, when we said debauchery, we didn't, we didn't mean, like, felony behavior. <laughs> Listen. Okay, so... I can't there, judge her. There's a lot of felony I mean, behavior. I, really I just didn't ever get caught. Because my whole thing of it is, is... I know people who have done some things very similar to that, and the statute of limitations may or may not be up yet. Yeah. So I'm just going to, you know. Listen, she don't care, though. And what, what, what evidence do we have other than the fact that I just said something? I can be like, oh, it was satire. I was lying. She not have a car anymore. Doesn't matter. It was like Fair 15 enough. years ago. It was like 15 years ago. True. We just kids. Come on. I was just an evil fucking kid, that's all. I was a good kid. I didn't I didn't get into my rebellious things I'm not proud of stage till I was in college. Listen, me and these these three girls, I still talk to two of them, but like we've been in fights. Me and Cassie, I fought her sister so many times. Oh my gosh, did I fight her sister so many I times? I got in fights. I never really I got in fights. Last fight I got, I got into, I got bit and I punched that bitch right in her face. I was breaking up a fight. It wasn't even my fight. I was trying to stop these two bitches from fighting. Her name was Kelly, too. And she bit me. And I punched her right in her fucking mouth. Like, that's just my arm. No, the, the only fight I ever got into in high school, I got into a fight because I, I, was, I was sticking out for somebody else. There's this kid. He's very small for his age. Like, not, like, not, 
legally by like medical standards like a midget but like he was really short really small for his age and this one this kid's fucking douchebag i'm pretty sure he got arrested on possession of child pornography like four years ago totally not shocking you know what i mean if you knew this fucking kid. somebody i beat up in jail for 60 years for some shit like well that. here's what's funny is this motherfucker really tried to like get on facebook one time and argue with me about ar-15s he goes listen man he goes i was in the army yeah on a basis, sanitation. Like, I'm not knocking anybody that serves, but if you're the garbage man on an army base, you cannot come to me like you're on SEAL Team 6 because I'm going to give you the smoke every time. But I How bad was your ASVAB? <laughs> right? Like, bro, don't they give you, like, 100 points for, like, putting your name on the paper? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, did he fucking misspell his name? The <laughs> fuck, he did, man. But like, he was, he was a okay, janitor on the army base, good. right? I mean, so technically, yes, he was technically a member of the armed forces. But no, you were not. You weren't like a fucking tail gunner on a plane. Like, you weren't. You weren't using like the fifty cal on top of a Hummer. Like, you were. You were emptying trash cans. And again, for the record, I'm not knocking anyone in the sanitation industry. Or who does sanitation for the army? Every job is important. Anyway, so this motherfucker is like picking on this kid relentlessly, call him a shrimp, push him in the lockers, just being just being a total douchebag. So I look at this kid in the fucking cafeteria one morning as he's just being a dick, and I'm like, "What the fuck is your problem, man?" And he goes, "What do you mean was my problem?" I said, "Are you really so depressed in life because you look fuck ugly that you got to pick on literally everybody else?" Like I was being a savage to this kid. I was not pulling punches, and I was not. One of those kids in high school that picked on other people. It just wasn't my style. So I was just anything I could think of. I was humiliating this kid in front of the cafeteria, in front of everybody. Like, I'm going to make you feel how you've made this kid feel for the past month. Like, teach you a fucking lesson, right? He got all red in the face and got all embarrassed and left because he didn't have anything smart to say. So it just so happened that we were doing pictures that day for, like, school pictures. I'm walking out of the auditorium towards the door he comes walking in and he throws his shoulder into me like and bumps into me and i put my arm up and i push him i go grow the fuck up dude and i walk out well i get out of the auditorium and i'm in the foyer of the high school and i hear footsteps coming up behind me so i immediately turn around and he's like beelining it towards me and he doesn't get like in my face but like and he ain't getting in a stance but he's like he's standing in front of me and i'm like what do you want he goes, would you put your hands on me? I was like, we're going to pretend like you didn't just like shoulder check me. Like, really? And he goes, I hit you. And like, he keep like, he does that typical shit where like they try to do like that. Like they're going to catch you flinching or some shit like that. Listen, the first person that's that. Oh my gosh. If you do that to me, I'm swinging. Well, I didn't. Cause like there's cameras. I'm my, my dad told me, he goes, you better never motherfucking start a fight. He goes, but you better finish the motherfucker. And I said, I got you. I'm not swinging on this dude. So he's like, he's pretending. Probably could have done it. Now I'll hit you. So he keeps like, he keeps pretending to swing. Like he's going to catch me. And I'm like, okay. So finally, after like the sixth time, like it reminds me of the Kevin Hart skit where he's like pulling up his pants and he's like doing the quick beat shuffle. So after him doing that, like two or three times, he finally takes a swing on me. Well, he fucking misses because he's an idiot. So, like, I take a step back. And I was like, you going to try again? Well, then he decides that, like, instead of swinging on me, he's going to try to tackle the six-foot-two, 
195-pound sack of meat in front of him, and he's lanky and weighs all of 130. Smooth moves. So he runs at me. Well, I sidestep him, and I just whoop, and I just I kind of put him here. So he's flailing around and swinging and shit like that, and he winds up like flailing and hitting me in the back of the head, which pissed me off. So basically, what I did is I just sat down on the ground and literally just dropped him to the ground. And every time he kept swinging, I just kept flexing and squeezing tighter and tighter. Apparently, he turned like I couldn't see him. He started turning blue, and someone had to pull him out of my arms. And this happened right in front of the superintendent's office. So I got dragged immediately into the superintendent's office. And he's like, why are you fighting? And I didn't, I, before I could even open my mouth, he's at the other end of the table. And he's running out. This motherfucker this and mother after that. And I'm just sitting here like this. So he gets done with his like tirade. And the superintendent looks at me. He goes, do you care to tell me what happened? And I was like, well, he's been picking on so-and-so for like the last month being a jerk. I said, I finally had enough of it. I called him on his bullshit. Apparently, he didn't like that, so he decided to swing on me, so I, I put him in a chokehold. He goes, okay, you can go. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> Only fight I ever got in high school. And I didn't even really have to fight. It's a boring story. I slept so, the fire out of a girl in college. Slept the fire out of her. It was this, this is probably my favorite fight story actually and it wasn't oh i dusted some motherfuckers in college but no, like this I never wasn't got a even a fight this girl just hey, guys, didn't like me hmm? guys, you real quick, don't you? i do have to go i hate to be the debbie downer but that's okay i was the debbie downer last week I, I love you guys no tell the story i'm gonna watch it I he's like i want to hear this story I later hear this shit i want to hear about how you put baby powder on that shit like how high I, it, wasn't, it wasn't that serious but she did have a hand mark on her face for the rest of the day okay all right he's My so proud. vibrated i love you <laughs> all right we'll catch you later buddy <laughs> I hate you like so this over here, he was like over here scratching his chest earlier yeah, like it wasn't intentional. Like, let me just. Let me just no, I was literally like, my chest is. I'm like, oh fuck! Like, this is on camera. Shit. Yeah. Well, I'm already in the it alcohol. Now. He's a little intoxicated. So he's he's already. Like, yeah, he's already looking in at it, himself. I'm getting hot. I'm getting really hot. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. Now. So I need to get a shower and then get ready to go to this shit and eat so I can sober the fuck up. I love you guys. Later, homie. See you later. Have fun. We'll send you, motherfuckers. Fuck yeah, we need to get t-shirts of that on there. Listen, so I'm telling the story. And this is this is what we're ending with, or am I telling the story another time? Why don't we save the story? We save the story. Save the story. Save the story. So smack fire up extra. Fuck out her. It did, and I got big hands too. So thank you to the one person, Hellbilly, that watched the show. The entirety. The entirety. The entirety. Um for anyone that watches, he's T. Morgan, so that's no, he's not. No, he's not. Um, for anyone that's been watching the show recently, I realized that it's not as frequent or as like dialed in as it normally is. Both Kelly and myself have had a lot of shit going on in our personal lives. Um, me, well, I'm not gonna get into your shit. Just I know that's my all. Shit, I'm my shit's crazy. That's how y'all need to know. That's all I'm going to say is like her shit's crazy. Like I almost was going to move to Texas and then I didn't move to Texas. I started a new job and there's 50 billion things going on. But I do promise you this this is going to get a little bit more tightened back up like it, it used to be and not so haphazardly thrown together. But for those right. of you who do 
a mess <laughs> right now. It is. It's a bit of a hot mess. But um, thank you to everyone who watches the show. Next week, we have, uh, I want to, don't quote me on his name. Hold on. I want to make sure I get this right because I know him by his, I won't say government name, but his other name. Um, we have Puma792, uh, who's going to be on the show next Friday, who goes by Chevy. Um, he runs a podcast called The People's Union over on Podbean. You should go check it out. He also has a website called thepeoplesunion.info.com. Um, very, how do I want to word this? Not necessarily political, but very much we the people centric and focused about how trying to about trying to fix things. Um, he raises a lot of money for charity and stuff like that. Go check him out on there. Um, he's good friends with Victor Vale too. So if you like Victor, you like Chevy. He's going to be on the show next week. And then um, I didn't tell you this, but at some point we are going to be on his podcast because that's, that's kind of what we do. Um, is is share the wealth around. But listen, hell belly, it'll get you to come back for that story. Yeah, no, I know you're gonna come back anyway. But so I won't say I won't say thanks everybody for watching. Uh, thank you, hell belly, for watching. And if you happen to be at a bar drinking an alcoholic beverage tomorrow, have a drink for me because tomorrow's my thirty second birthday. And I yeah. Fuck. Good old. You said 32nd birthday, right? Yeah, it's still old. I've turned into my father. I get I get excited about new tools and going to Home Depot now. 35. So is Megan. <laughs> so right. okay, real quick, because I know she's not watching this, but I'm gonna tell you what I told her. So I was bitching this morning on the way to work. But I'm like, oh, I fucking hate getting old, like I'm 32. She goes, Shut up. I'm old. I'm 35. And I'm like, first of all, you're not old. 35 is still pretty young. I'm like, second of all, even if you were old, I said, I've always had a thing for older women. So there you go. I said, and thirdly, if you're old, I said, you are the most smoking hot old lady I've ever seen in my entire life. I said, so you got three things going for you. And she gave me a look like I was calling her old. I'm like, I literally predicated everything by saying you're not old. But if you were. And she still got mad at me. Not like real mad at me, but like playful mad. It is what it is. You have to live vicariously through my relationship, so I feel the need to. I have to live vicariously through everybody's motherfucking relationships. Fuck all of you. (laughs) Fuck all of you. We love you, though. Yeah, y'all. You, my friends, love me. My friends love me. I'm just too much for everybody. That's all. Oh, (laughs) oh, Billy, she's not a. She'd like to think she is. She makes herself out like she's old enough to be a cougar. She's not a cougar. She's 35. She's not a cougar. That's a cougar, boo. That's a cougar. Cougar goo. We need to go. I hope she never watches this episode. She'll fucking kill me. I'm telling her I'm a texter. Fuck you. No, 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 no. Don't. And I will tell you why later. I know why. I know why. I'll try. I did tell you. Okay. Anyway, Hellbilly. Have a good night. Anyone who watches this show later. Me. When I rewatch this later. <laughs> enjoy the fucking train wreck. We'll, we'll, Hellbilly, we'll see you next week. <laughs>